This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. His first appearance of this World Series. Driven to left field. Hooking down the line. She's gone. She's gone. Bay goes deep for the 22nd time in his postseason history. Second most all time. Tied with Bernie Williams at 22. Astros lead at 7-2 because of the little big man. You're listening to Beck QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, <laughs> with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gilio, and Aaron Hawksworth from Beck QL. The little big man, Jose Altuve, goes deep last night. Welcome back. Beck QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Thursday. The World Series now tied one game apiece after the Astros win last night. They get home with their offense, uh, hitting Max Fried around, especially that second inning. Kind of, you know, just kind of balls in play, just over and over again. The Astros do the job against a lefty. We're not surprised there. So the series is now 1-1. Let's talk some World Series as it shifts back to Atlanta tomorrow night for Game 3. Joining us on the Roman guest line is Joe Sheehan of the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter. Joe, Series 1-1, are you surprised that we're here, or is this what you, is this what you expected through two, through two games? The only thing that really would have surprised me was a brave sweep, guys. Uh, these two teams, if you look at them as they're currently constructed, are pretty evenly matched. The Astros, uh, they're actually putting a team on the field. They didn't get to put on the field for most of the season with the top seven guys healthy. Uh, obviously, the Braves remade their roster. That's been a big part of the, the story of this postseason. I thought coming in, it would go six or seven. And my pick was Astros in six. So, you know, a split through two games isn't terribly surprising. Yeah, Joe, and we agree on the, the evenly matched part. And what I find interesting over the sports betting part of this is mission accomplished for the Braves. Snitker seemed to be just fine with uh, getting out of there with their one win, going back home. Now they have home field. Uh, with it being a best of five, now you look at the World Series odds, it's uh, Astros a significant favorite still. We're back, we're back to where we were before game one. Astros minus 140. Uh, does that surprise you a bit? Would, would you make it cl- closer to a coin flip? No, it doesn't, because, you know, we talk about evenly matched. That was where we were at the start of the series. And I think the loss of Charlie Morton is a huge factor for the Braves here, who were already kind of going to be faking that game four spot. Remember, they uh, used a bullpen game against the Dodgers in game four of the NLCS. Now they're going to have to find a way to get through 18 innings in game five and game four and game five without really having, you know, a major league starting pitcher for that. They've got Kyle Wright on the roster. We saw him last night. Through Smiley pitched in relief, he'll be probably part of that. They called up Tucker Davidson, who has five major league appearances uh, in his career. So I think getting through four and five in Atlanta kind of moots the home field advantage aspect of it. Uh, you know, you can look at the DH factor. The Astros are either going to have to start a really bad defense or sit one of their better hitters. But just 
I look at the pitchers they're going to have to use in four and five, and that really swings it to Houston for me if we're just looking at it today. Joe, let's go there. You mentioned the DH part. So the next three games are in the NL Park, which means the Astros have to make a decision. I cannot imagine they take Jordan Alvarez's bat out of the lineup. He played about 40 games in the outfield this year. Last year was all DH. The year before that, a little bit in the outfield. I don't think it's quite what the Red Sox had to deal with in the past with Big Poppy when they had to try to put him at first base. But it's similar in that he might be their best hitter or one of them. How do you think they play? How do you think they should play their alignment with Jordan Alvarez? Joe, I agree with you. Alvarez is going to be in the lineup. Um, he can play left field. It's not somebody you want out there for a thousand innings a year, but if he's got to play three times over the next week, that's not a big deal. Uh, I think the decision for Baker is going to come down to Michael Brantley or you know, Chaz McCormick slash Jose Siri. Is he going to go with the offensive alignment, which would have Brantley in right and Kyle Tucker in center, the tribute to triples outfield, as I like to call it, or is he going to play a true center fielder in McCormick and Siri and sit Brantley? There's value in the latter in that not only do you get a significantly better defensive alignment with behind Luis Garcia, who's a fly ball pitcher, but you will also have a better bat off the bench. If you look at that Astros bench, it's pretty weak. There's Alebis Diaz, Jason Castro, who, you know, you might have to hold back to hit for Maldonado. Adding Brantley to the bench in games where you have to hit for the pitcher has some value. So, I think it's a tough call. I think we'll probably see him split the difference. You know, we might see uh, the Alvarez-Tucker-Brantley outfield once, and then we'll see Siri or, or McCormick in the other games. I don't think we'll do the same thing three straight times. But you make a great point. This is There are years where this doesn't matter, where the American League team doesn't have a monster at DH that can't easily slide to another position. This is one of those years where it does matter. And, guys, frankly, this might be the last year that it matters. Everybody expects the DH to be universal starting in 2022. Yeah. What, what about on the Atlanta side? Some of the uh, Snitker decisions here with uh, Solaire just getting back about a week ago. Great start. Lead-off homer in game one. Had a double last night. Does this mean uh, Jock is going to have to sit to start games? I think that's where he'll go. P- Peterson was the f- of the four outfielders they picked up at the deadline. Peterson was the one who was losing playing time towards the end of the year. Other than those two big homers against the Brewers, he really hasn't done a ton in the postseason. I think you'll see Rosario uh, keep a spot, obviously, you know, coming off that LCS run. Uh, and Soler will be in the leadoff spot. It also balances the lineup a little bit better for, uh, uh, for Brian Snicker. When he starts Rosario, Freeman, as we saw him do last night, as we saw him do in the NLCS, it does create an opportunity to bring in a left-handed reliever. If you open the, open the lineup, Solaire, Freeman, it, it makes it harder for Dusty Baker to contest the, the, the reliever, excuse me, contest the lineup with Blake Taylor or Brooks Raley. So, yeah, I think Peterson's going to be on the bench these next couple of days. Joe Sheehan with us here on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe of the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter. Joe, it felt like last night, because of what happened with Morton in Game 1, you mentioned they're going to have to – basically patched together two games in Atlanta with the bullpen. It felt like Snicker was not going to take Freed out of that game early. Like he was going to almost let him wear it a little bit. And he settled down to where the game wasn't out of control, but he didn't have his, he wasn't great last night. How do you think he plays it with Ian Anderson in game three day off today, Ian Anderson in game three, and then probably two bullpen games. Do you, do you think Snicker's going to almost do the same thing and hope he gets length out of Ian Anderson, even if it is getting away from them early? He's got to get length out of Ian Anderson. I was surprised when they fell down for nothing early, three nothing last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Snicker might go to the bullpen at that point. You know, he's got Chavez, he's got Davidson and Smiley and all these guys. I thought he could have gotten through the rest of that game 
without using Freed. And then if Freed only goes 40 or 50 pitches, he might be available to come back in game five. I, I was a little surprised that uh, uh, Snicker stretched Freed out last night, likely setting him aside until game six of this series. So that was an opportunity, I thought, to solve one of those game four, game five problems he passed up. I didn't think Freed looked that bad last night. Obviously, the second inning rally was you know, largely dribs and grabs, not a, not a ton of really hard hit balls. Altuve hit a shot uh, uh, off of the start of the game, but you know, really, uh, Freed was fine. But you make the great point here. This series now, for me, comes down to game three because they've not only got to have Ian Anderson pitch well, he's got to pitch deep. I don't think there's a path for the Braves where they don't get a very good start out of Ian Anderson because you know, they've got to win the game, I think, to, to have any chance, but they've also got to win the game in a certain fashion. If they've got to do, again, what they did in game one, burn Alan Minter, Tyler Matzak, and Will Smith. Those guys threw a combined 78 innings, 78 pitches excuse me, in game one. The Braves can't have that happen in game three when you look at what's facing them in game four and game five. So right now, this World Series to me is on Ian Anderson. And Ian Anderson is a very good pitcher. He's been lifted early in his two postseason starts so far. Snicker has gone to the bullpen very quickly. He's hit for him in situations where he had a chance to, to, to put up runs. I don't think Snicker's going to have that option. If Anderson doesn't pitch into the sixth, into the seventh, that sets up the Braves really badly for the rest of the series. Uh, Joe, the totals have, have been very tight here in this uh, these matchups. Game one, it goes under by a half run. It could have easily gone over. And then game two, it looked like it was going to go over easily, and it just did by a half run if you got the, the eight and a half. Do you expect them uh, just to keep these numbers, eight and a half, nine, and it's going to be close most games? At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, it's hard because in most, in most postseason games now, teams aren't using the back of their, their, their staff. You know, we, I thought last night the Braves would go to the back of their staff, and they really didn't. They got freed into the sixth inning. I'd given out the Astros team total over. And, yeah, it got there in the second inning, but it didn't get much further than that. So, right. Uh, I, I think where I'm focused really is on that Astros number. They've scored at least five runs in 10 of their 12 postseason games. Uh, they'll play again. You know, we'll, we'll see what the lineups look like in Atlanta, but the opportunity to hit off those secondary and tertiary uh, Braves relievers, I think is going to make that Astros team total, even if it goes to five and a half, 
the value. Because the other thing about playing in Atlanta is they'll get the nine at-bats instead of just the eight they were getting in Houston for the most part. So the Astros team total, we'll see where the number lays, but I think that's going to be the value in those three games in Atlanta. Joe, you mentioned that you uh, you were leaning towards Astros in six before the series. Are you still there? Would you think there's a chance they could win this in five? Do you, where are you now after 1-1 heading back to Atlanta? Right now on FanDuel Sportsbook, um, Astros in six, you get a plus 350 right now. Where, where are you now as you kind of forecast this out? Astros in six or Astros in five. And it really does come down to that game three because I think the Astros yeah. will win game four and game five against the, 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 the back of that staff. I gave out in the newsletter uh, Astros minus one and a half games, which is Astros in six, five, or four. Obviously, four can't happen at this point. And I still think that's a pretty good bet at this point. I would be very surprised if this thing got to seven, given the state of the uh, Braves, Braves rotation. How does Rob Manfred find a way to step in it every time he's in the limelight? And, and it happened the other day before the World Series game, just basically saying – because Native Americans in the Atlanta area, they're fine with the Braves and we're fine with the Tomahawk chop. I don't know why you even ask, answer the question. Yeah. Just, I'm here to watch these two great teams play. I mean, this is the thing that uh, I feel like Roger Goodell does this but really well. I feel like uh, he just he doesn't focus on the bad things about the league. And Rob Manfred, in that context, on the field before World Series Game 1, really just has to avoid that question. And obviously the answer itself is terrible. If you look at the facts of the argument, there's one tribe or one coalition of tribes in the Atlanta area that the Rays have a business relationship with, i.e. they write them a check, Mm -hmm. um, that comes out in support and says, oh, no, it's fine. And pretty much, best as I can tell, every Native American group outside of that one thinks this is offensive. So. You know, it's one thing to say it's a fan thing. It's not a fan thing. The, the Braves have uh, top iconography, the hammer. They, they do the drum beat. I mean, the Braves are a big part of this. So, uh, you know, we've seen the Indians finally make the change, going to the Cleveland Guardians uh, starting in 2022. I think the Braves are going to eventually have to go to that, uh, in part because it, it's always been a greater thing with the Braves, guys, you know, the, because of the chop, which is, like I say, I'm, look, man, I'm a 50-year-old white guy. It's, on, it's not up to me to tell other, tell people what's offensive to them. And if Native Americans say that's offensive, then it's offensive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Manfred just got to not talk, right? Less is more in those situations. <laughs> Don't try, just, just stop talking. Um, as you play this out, uh, you, know, you look at the series and how it's gone so far, what we have in the bank and what we think might happen. Where would you look for World Series MVP? I'm sure a lot of our audience has probably put a play in before the series, but you can still jump in now, Joe. Um, based on what's happened how you project these matchups the next couple of days, which Astro, because that's who you have winning, would you think is a good look for the MVP in this series? I gave out Yuli Gurriel at 25-1, to 1, and it's been kind of frustrating these first two games because they're hit. He's had opportunities to you know pick up the hits in the RBI. And remember, it's, it's not a sabermetric award. It still gets a bunch of RBIs in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had an opportunity to really kind of add to his case, and he didn't. There's no one. Right now, I think with a, a front run at the MVP, the teams are split. The games have been fairly dry. Nobody's really gone off. Um, I think I still go with Gurriel. I like him because of that spot in the lineup. He's going to bat with a ton of guys on base. He's a bat-to-ball guy. He can get the singles and the RBIs that tend to drive a, a series MVP case. The Braves don't have a lot of devastating right-handed relief pitching that might shut him down in big spots. So I thought the numbers... I thought Gurriel at 25 to one was incredible value and I'd still stick with him. Obviously I don't think there's inter series betting on this, but I still like Gurriel for the, for the MVP. Rob, to go back 
to Rob Manfred. If the Astros do win, well, oh, what man. do you think that's going to be like <laughs> on the podium after the the hunk of metal thing and that whole back and forth? I'm not sure how you what you thought and wrote at the time like how Manfred handled the whole Astros thing, but I, I just can't wait for that image because it it just feels like it's going to be so awkward. I think it will be awkward, but I think Rob Manfred handing that trophy to everybody is awkward. He's just not made for those moments. <laughs> he's a guy who's a labor lawyer who, and, look, he's a labor lawyer and he's a very good one. The league has kicked the union's butt in uh, like four straight uh, CBA negotiations. But to have him as you know the leader of the league, the face of the league, he doesn't even have the Bud Selig traits, which were keeping the owners in line and being pretty good with the media. He just, he's a lawyer. And it's, it's awkward. I think if you look at baseball's history when they've elevated people like this it hasn't worked out very well i don't think he's going to last as long in the job as ceiling did um you might see them get through the cba cycle and look to bring somebody else into that role because if rob manfred rob manfred is keeping the owners happy because they're making they're printing money but at some point baseball's got to say do we want to have a better face atop our league yeah i think that time actually happens. Joe, we always appreciate hopping on and uh, we'll be checking out the Joe Sheehan loser. Thank you, Joe. That was all. Aud- there he goes. That was Joe Sheehan on the uh, Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first, but that's getroman.com slash Beckiel. That's the best way I've ever heard anyone describe Rob Manfred. He's not made for this. Like He's not. He's not. This. It's no. always clunky. Something bad happens. Everybody's laughing at him. Uh, did you see the game one ratings? I did. Now, what was the number? 10 was or 12? Second, 12 second lowest World Series game one ever between not the Braves great. and the Astros. I don't think anybody's surprised. Now, these numbers are, are made to go down year after year, and it sure. is baseball, and we, we know how regional it can be. But yeah, I think we all knew if they were hoping, oh, people will hate watch the Astros. Ain't that's not happening so far. Lightning bets next on the Beck UL network.